Hi, my name is Moshe Kindler, and I'm the publisher of The Jewish Link. Hi, this is Elizabeth Kratz. I'm editor of The Jewish Link. And you're on The Jewish Link Pitch Meeting Podcast. So, Moshe, Jill Hirsch, our senior editor, has made this joke like a hundred times in our meetings that if you have never met the person about whom we're like pitching an article, you're like, um, who are they? Like, what are, what's going on? And we're like... Well, if you don't know them, they must either not exist or, like, I don't know, live somewhere, like, (laughs) off the beaten track. But, in fact, in this case, I actually know Judy Falk, who is our guest today. And I know her for, I've known her for a long time, like, at least over 15 years. And I want to introduce you to Judy Falk, who is the administrator of the Upper West Side Shtetl, which is a Facebook group and Instagram as well, right? Correct. newly Instagram. Newly Instagram, correct. So... So Judy is, and she's also, day job is a lawyer, but a real, like, a life Upper West Sider. I think that you're just a very inspiring person, and I'm really glad that you came on the pitch meeting. Oh, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. We're happy to have you, and uh, the truth is, it's, it's funny you mentioned that. I... The West Side is one of the communities where I'm just not as networked as I should be. You know, there's a couple great people, a couple great rabbis. Rabbi, rabbi you know, uh, let's see who's who's there. Rabbi Alan Schwartz. Schwartz, but you know, the shell, the I know the Fran and Shelley Fine, or by Gettinger, the, those days. The, but I'm just not as I just I'm, I'm a little weak on the West Side. So I actually lived on the West Side when Rabbi Ari Berman was the rabbi of the Jewish Correct. Center as well, and I know you're a member of the Jewish Center. I am. Yeah, there's too many good rabbis to name. Let's not even go down that road because we'll definitely leave some out but you know of course we have Rabbi Levine who's the current rabbi of the Jewish Center and Mm -hmm. my personal rabbi and before that Rabbi Berman um, and you know obviously Rabbi Lamb um, who was a rabbi of the Jewish Center for a very long time so we've got a very good rabbinical team on the Upper West Side. Well wait a second you don't date back as far as Rabbi Lamb, do you, you, is that possible? No way. Well, not not as a rabbi, but okay. but he actually, you know, I don't know if you've ever been to the Jewish Center, but there's a mechitza, which a lot of people talk about. You know, controversial mechitza. I wouldn't say it's controversial, <laughs> but but the way it is is the women sit like a little bit higher up than the men, um, and Rabbi Lamb, may he rest in peace, was actually in the row right next to me, so I didn't overlap with him as his time as a rabbi of the Jewish Center, but I did as a member. I sat right next to him for a very long time. Oh, so, yeah. And he, he had, did he have a title like Rabbi Emeritus or no? He just uh, There's a big plaque honoring him in front of the shul. I'm not exactly sure what his title mm-hmm. is, but, you know, obviously he's super well respected sure. and very missed. For sure. Yeah. Um, but we're lucky in that we continue to have wonderful rabbis in the whole community. Uh, but yeah, so basically we invited you here because we know that the Upper West, so for me, I like I feel like I'm a lifer of the Upper West Side, even though I've lived in Bergenfield for 15 years. Nice. But um, my time there, really, I did get to know the community, and I felt that it was a strong and cohesive community. And then back in 2020, I was somehow along with you when you started the Upper West Side Shtetl. Right. So I guess, could you talk about that origin story? What happened? Wait, wait, how so it developed? You started yes. the Upper West Side Shtetl? No, Judy did. Judy started oh, the I no, I was like I was like one of the first um, members. A founding member. I was like oh, okay. like when she said I'm starting this, I'm like join. <laughs> like answer questions. Do you love yeah. the Upper West Side? Yes. Yeah, and I let you in. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean I think the origin of it is a little bit they say COVID breeded a lot of bred a lot of invention, right? And that happens in these times. So I sort of I was alone. 
And I heard somebody on the radio say, you know, if you don't, if you're alone and you don't learn a new language in this time, you're going to have wasted this time. And I thought, oh. that's ridiculous. <laughs> I thought, but, you know, obviously you don't have to learn a new language. But I sort of said, I understand her point. Like maybe it's the time to jump in and do something and keep busy. So that really resonated and spoke to me. So I tried a few things. I tried, I think, like Alone for Pesach was the first group I made. Um, I read your article, Hana, in the, in the, um, newspaper about being alone for Pesach um, that first year that which was your really yeah. which, which was totally alone yeah. which, well well I remember your line and it said something like we were together completely alone I think right. and it was we, very, should, we should note that Chai is off camera yeah yeah right. sorry sorry Hanna Hanna Fisher's a digital letter off camera, off camera. But she's in the room. Yes, so. it was it was really a beautiful article yeah. it really resonated with me um and, and I remember that phrase, completely alone, and I get it. I agree, people who were together were completely alone, but people who were alone, like one, were completely alone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a, it's, so, um, so I said, what am I gonna do? So I started that group, and then I started, I didn't have some grand vision of this becoming some huge thing, but I said, you know, to make it more useful, it should be a little larger. So I started a different iteration, like I think it was helping each other on the west side, because if you remember, people were scared to go to the stores, you know, yeah. so if one person would go, somebody else would go for them. So that was a lovely group. I said, it needs to be a little bit bigger to be more useful. And then I actually patterned my group after the West Hempstead Facebook group, Jewish Community Facebook group with them in. I spoke to the admin there. He was very lovely. Um, and then I created this, and it just it took off. And the word shtetl was also special. And I think you wanted to like be able to say, hey, shtetl, yeah. or something. Yeah, was I think um, I, I, worked, I worked hard to come up with a name that I thought would be um, you know, a good catchy name and meaningful somewhat because we are, we're a shtetl, we're, we're a community. That, that's what we are. And I think you're in the group and you see it's such, a, it's such a lovely group to be a part of. I set a rule in the beginning. I, I don't want any arguing. I don't want any politi- talk, political talk. I don't want any, at the time, I don't want any COVID disputes. Like right. none of that. This is just to be helpful. And it really was. And, and I think also, you know, in terms of giving people have had jobs offered to them. People, you know, we got food deliveries. You know, you need babysitters. Older people might need help, whatever it is. My rabbi actually emailed me this week. Shout out to Rabbi Levine. He goes, somebody needs a job. Can you post it? It's just such a way to link to link mm. so many so many different parts of the community. I mean, that's one thing also, like growing up in a small community like West Hempstead, what, there were 150 couples, I don't remember. Like, you maybe didn't know everybody personally. You certainly knew everybody's name, and you certainly knew how to reach out to each other. And now in so many communities, that's lost. Um, so the Shtetl Facebook group really sort of regains a little bit of that. Right. And what's interesting, I think, about the West Side is that people tend to be members of one shul, maybe two, like in the max, but they attend events at every shul. And that was actually one of the things, like as a side point, Moshe, I was going to say as a shout out on for Judy's fans and for Judy's <laughs> shtetl, I want them to know that we at the Jewish Link want more coverage of the amazing events that go on on the West Side. Um, like we have Manhattan Report, we have a Manhattan Reporter, and we do not, but we don't have a West Side specific reporter, and we really want one. So let's see if we could work on that. Yeah, let's see if also, we could work. On by that. the way, Judy just mentioned that they had an all night reading of names on Yom Hashoah. 
In one one of the shuls, I'm fairly certain, don't quote me on this, I know it's going to be recorded forever now, Mm -hmm. but I'm fairly certain it switches shuls each year. Um, and it's such a special thing, where do they get right? The from? I, I don't know. I'd have to look into it more. But I do know my rabbi announced, if you wanted n- names to be read, please email so-and-so, which I didn't even know that was an option. Um, so, I, so I thought that was really nice. But they do things like this all the time. I guess for now, I sort of take it for granted how sophisticated the community is. It is. It's extremely sophisticated. There are a lot of intellectual people. I mean, not to... There are intellectual people everywhere, but they really have events that are so attractive and interesting to such a huge, large audience that it is an interesting thing for you to cover and for, you know, the community, though our broader community, to know more about. That's actually one reason why I wanted... First of all, let me just backtrack. I didn't start the shtetl to gain anything. I was, like I said, I was just kind of bored and I thought it would be helpful. So that's where I'm coming from on this. But, you know, I the shtetl sort of runs itself now. Like... There's a tone set, things happen, knock on wood, there haven't been any issues. So like I sort of moved on, I'm going to start Instagram. And what I did was I started, I did quick questions with Rabbi Robinson, who's Rabbi of Lincoln Square Synagogue, just so people can get to know people. Like we're so broad, there's so many different shuls, like you said, we should all like know each other and have more connections somehow. By so. the way, I do get feedback from Lincoln Square because our copy editor, Kathy Fisher, mm-hmm. um, lives there about, she lives there about three months a year because she's, her husband is British. But she, every time she goes and visits Manhattan, she's like, just so you know, there's not enough Jewish links in the lobby. They just get, go like that. Why do you tell so me? You, I, got, you have to tell me this oh, on air? You got to tell me this on air <laughs> in a timely so, fashion. Right, so, yeah. so basically, I we know that the link is being read okay. at Lincoln Square. Yeah. We want... More we and we also know that so Manhattan Day and Ramah right. and the various day schools um, in Manhattan Manhattan High School for girls to some extent are in the paper right. you know with us and so like that covers the parents with kids right but then there's this incredible breadth of scholars and residents I know you said like just so many people right. come through the West Side that I just feel like we're missing up op- like opportunities like we have to partner more and we have to be in the shtetl more well, the answer That's is it. 100% when the just Judy just you know where I come from um the Jewish Week. I was I was a big Jewish Week reader when they closed three years ago as a print publication. We, we kind of I've always felt that we should needed to be bigger than just Jersey. But when they closed, I said, Oh my God! There's a whole group of of committed, observant, you know, Orthodox Jews on both the West Side and Upper East Side. They're sending the kids to to, to Orthodox schools, Ramaz, MDS. You know, we gotta we have to reach out to them and we have to do better. And and the truth is. We've done a little bit better, but not, not, not. I, I actually am always happy when I meet my Manhattan parents who send the kids to like Frisch or TABC. I'm like, oh, good. I, or SAR because they're all over the paper and there's always a good chance of them seeing their kids. So, yeah, uh, yeah. But we definitely need to do better on the Upper West Side. Yeah, sure. no. And I think, um, no, that's a good point. And I wasn't going to say it, but my friend said to me, where do I get the link on the up? So people want to know. People want to know like where to get it and stuff. But I do think, you know, we have to do better. I understand what you're saying. So I'm going to flip it a little bit. Like we have to do better at connecting. I really think we have to do better as a community, as connecting. Um, and that's one thing I've seen by doing this for a few years now. You know, there's this community, there's communities in the South, there's like communities all over the place. And I guess where I'm going with this, and I'm trying to figure out where to say, and I, I don't want to make it like a, 
the main thing that I stand for. But, you know, another thing I did during the pandemic, and I felt very blessed because I felt like Hashem was just sort of giving me guidance. I, I truly do. But I, I made not only all these like little shidduchim, but I made an actual shidduch. <laughs> I like I set crazy. up my very close friends. Um, and I, I can't tell you with the executive director of the Jewish Center. And I say oh. that because I cannot tell you how many people said, first they say, oh, is this your third? And then I'm always like, well, how many of you done? <laughs> but the other thing they say is, you know, I don't know why I didn't think of that. Everybody says that. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Because so many people know both of them. And I feel like that's where we have to do a better, like that's one thing, we have to do a better yes. job just connecting people in helpful ways. Right. Um, and I also heard something, you know, very moving. I, I maybe I shouldn't say this because I might cry, but you know, Rabbi D, you're seeing so much of him now in the papers. And he apparently he's like saying in Shiva calls, not not on Shidduchim, but he's like, everybody do a little bit, like do a little bit, you know, in my family's memory, like do a little bit to help and connect. And if everybody just does a little bit, somehow something, you know, we will all be so better off. Um, that really, really, you know, resonated. So powerful. Out. So powerful. Yeah. So. By the way, there's been a bunch of videos out there about him, and he's he's actually uh, Elizabeth. I don't know if you've seen some of them. He actually there was a bunch of Hasidic rebbe's uh, came to visit him, and he asked them. He's he asked everyone who comes to do something exactly what you just said. He asked them to to say halal on Yom Atzmut. And they, had, they gave some great answers, oh, wow. and uh, and I was just I was just that's just the way he's in that's the way he's yeah. doing the shiva. So. And I know, unbelievable. Um, do you remember when we interviewed Rabbi Menachem Bombach yeah, from? Sure. Um, I, I think also Hannah interviewed him too. Um, have, did you ever hear him speak? He's an educator in Israel. He basically said he learned Hebrew when he was like twenty one. He was a first first language Yiddish, but like literally like in Meisharim, I think. And he started like a network of high schools for Chinuch, um, but also, but right, but for the Haredi kids to get like enough education to have a Parnassa, to secure their families and to sort of expand, like give opportunities for people who just might not fit the the sitting and learning mode because that's not who everybody is in every community and he went to the d shiva and he said you know what i see a lot i'm seeing a lot of knitted kippas here and we need a much larger variety of kippot at this shiva house right now and like the next day that's when your story happened i think like because like people it, like you never know who's following who and like who's say who who is impacting others but i know rabbi bambach is a very like he speaks across multiple denominations okay. of jewry and not just he speaks english he speaks hebrew and he speaks yiddish oh, wow. so everything he's saying like he's he's got all the jewish yeah. going um not that okay ladino okay right. other but maybe not all that but okay some right. He's got like 75% of the Jewish world yeah. with, with those three. So like, yeah, the answer is, and also Shaduchim is something in the paper. We do interview matchmakers. Right. We do have Dr. Hani also, who does like a, like a Q and A for us. Yeah. Um, it's, it's often about dating. It's not always about right. dating. It's more relationships, right. but we've actually, and you could even say, we, what's your dream? What's, what's your dream columnist that we've never fully had in the paper permanently? that you want, Moshe? 
Is it dating? A it was, dating? I, but we have. We you have always, I know I we've had over the years. I, yeah, well, I Dr. Honey thing. filled a lot of. He yeah, did no, fill but a we, lot. we definitely need dating. But I, I actually, dating. I like what you said about connecting, though. Yeah. I think, uh, I think it's it's a, it's it's a linking. I, you know, I don't actually. I've said this before. I actually don't like the name of the Jewish Link. It's that we sound like a Kiev organization. Right. But I've gotten I've gotten comfortable with it because yeah. it, in a sense, we are a, a link. Uh, right. So there's no question. Right. And I, and so, also, you, yeah, you, so you see yourself as, that, as a connector. Yeah, totally connect. I mean, when I was thinking, I'm still working on it, but what to name my Instagram page? I was like, you know, I put in something connection, but I didn't think it was so catchy. But I, I really do think it. And just one more thing on the topic of matchmaking. It's not just that you, you have to have matchmakers. I think everybody needs to be matchmaker. Like everybody needs, you know, everybody in this room, everybody who's hearing this podcast, like everybody sort of needs to sit down. And it's obviously like, I don't even want to say it because I hate this phrase, but the shidduch crisis is a phrase that's, you know, that's in the world. And I just think everybody kind of has to take half hour, an hour out of their week and kind of think, who do I know for someone else? And I think it's, um, it's one of the things that, that I'm not sure that everybody does. Yeah. Um, so I think that's another really important way to connect. It's a really good challenge to put out there, yeah. and I think that it could change some lives. Right. So right. that would be great. Right. And also, I wanted to say, because you are a connector, I want to tell this vignette to Moshe and everybody, but there are certain people in the world who I do feel are... Um, super connectors or like I don't know if there's like a word for them but like basically hyper social people who have a very large network and it's it is Judy and it is you Moshe as well uh, but I at some point during I can't remember when it was it was like two or three years ago probably during the pandemic while I was also sitting at home with my kids right. doing thinking like should we get a dog or right. like whatever um, but I said oh my god like how does Susie Fenius know Judy Falk, because I know Judy Falk, and I know Susie Finney. Right. And I'm like, Judy, did you like don't also donate a kidney through renewal? And you're like, no. And because Susie, you know Susie. Yeah, Susie Fenyas is my her father and my father are first cousins. Right. Family. So, like, and so, I know her through renewal because and, she donated kidney. And she's one of the most fantastic people you'll ever meet, by she's the great. way. She's yeah. yeah. Shout out to yeah. Susie. I know her too, yeah. yeah. She's a Betharian person, right? Yeah. She goes to Moshe okay. Shul. Okay. She's fantastic. So, right. So I said at some point, and then I think it was like a comment on, I don't know if it was the Upper West Side Shtetl or if it was yeah. your page, yeah. maybe, or my page on Facebook. But I think at some point, this was like the one of the most fun conversations on I think you said it made your day that day yeah, I remember because yeah. like it basically all these people were like I also know Judy yeah I remember and I also I know Judy yeah. from this and I yeah. and I'm like oh my god yeah like let's like play six degrees of yeah. Judy Fall yeah and like the joke for for me and for other Upper West Side yeah. shtetlers or sorry is it okay that I call myself okay. I'm I don't okay know. with that I'm like yeah. claiming it is that Kevin Bacon, who originated the name Six Degrees of yeah. Kevin Bacon, also lives on the Upper West Side. Yeah. And maybe just because he's his last name is Bacon and he may or may not be a member of the tribe, I don't care. Yeah. But Six Degrees of Judy Falk is like, the Jewish world is even smaller it's than even Kevin Bacon. Small. It's not about movies. Yeah. It's about who went, who is first cousins with yeah. who and who like interviewed that person for the, for the local Jewish right. newspaper right. and who call, made phone calls you know, to get people COVID right. vaccines right. and right. who picked up groceries and who got a babysitter and who made a shidduch right. and all those right. things. Right. So I really feel like we could all play six degrees of 
Judy Falk. Okay, like good. Oh, like ad nauseum forever. Let's 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 hold like, the ad nauseum. <laughs> um, you you mentioned about the matchmaking. You made a shit. Give me give us a give me a good uh, shtetl story. Like just if there's something like a, if you have a great shtetl anecdote over um, the last year. I'm trying to think. Oh, that's that's you're putting me on the spot. But well, give the, me ten seconds. But I would also um, add that Jason Lowe and uh, Jeremy. I think it's Jeremy Novich. Oh, I, there's there are three or four Novich brothers. Yeah. I don't know which Novich, yeah. but they they started driving seniors to appointments, oh, right. and I think they were interviewed in the New York Post. Yeah, I think so. That's that was right. good, but a great a great shuttle moment. I'd love to say somebody met on the shuttle and got married, but I'm not really sure that's happened. So that would just <laughs> be, I'd just be completely yeah, making that but up. You also had a did you have a um, a milestone in your in the shuttle like you reached a certain number of members? We're that- about at 2,500, which okay. is very exciting. And and we could be at many, many more, but I try and be, I, I try and have subjective, uh, objective, sorry, criteria on who to let in. It gets a little crazy, but, um, you know, I'm sure I will come up with something when I leave this office and be like, Moshe, this is what happened that was amazing. But I have to say, it's honestly amazing every day. <laughs> every day, like great things happen. I, th- I think, you know, I'm, I'm looking for something funny, but I'm not sure I can come I feel up like with something funny. funny. I feel like a couple of businesses have started. Like people have done, did baking businesses. We have, yeah, that's, that's food seems to be everybody's, con- you know, connection. Food seems to yeah. be something vi- everybody is Big very Jewish exciting in. And now this woman is starting to bake cookies and she's getting a big following. I'm, I'm not is sure. Is that Adira Hulkauer? Yes, I, I know her. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I, I actually, I don't, I'm not sure I know her. I do, I think I did have met her before, but I actually know someone she knows. Oh, that's funny. So okay. I think, you know, maybe not quite the story, but I think one of the things I'm most proud of is a lot of these groups don't allow advertising. I think because what happens is it tends to take over the feed and it looks yep. just like a bulletin board. And I said right away, I'm not going to do that. Um, because I think Parnassa is, you know, it's not just matchmaking. Parnassa is super important. Inflation is real. Things are really, really hard for people. I said I'm going to allow advertising. I don't think anybody's lives have changed. I don't think anybody's making $10 million. But there are definitely a good handful of people, in particular restaurants, mm-hmm. some from Tina, who now deliver, who are getting business. And that makes me I cannot tell you how happy it makes me um, to think that I'm able to help in that fashion. That's like a right. big deal to me. <laughs> I think it's Hamish and World of Goodies yeah. who deliver to the West Side now. Uh, I think, uh, like uh, every Friday. Y'all, I think y'all told me that he's... I have a story. Oh, okay. It took me Here a minute. It, it took me a minute. Okay. I was waiting um, for it. I knew we had faith. It took me a minute. No, there's... Um, I have somebody who I have a lot of mutual friends with. We never met. Um, and then I was moving while I was in the shtetl, you know, in the shtetl, and I, I must have posted about my move, like, people, I won't be here for a little bit, just hanging on, hold down the fort. And this woman I never met, um, she said, you know, can I bring you Shabbos? Can I, can I bring you Shabbos? You're moving it so hard. Can I bring you Shabbos? So said, nice. I, I think I said no, and then I think I changed my mind. I said, okay, yeah, that's something else that I've learned. You know what? You can take help sometimes. Like, everybody can take some help yeah. sometimes. Yeah. So I said, you know what? Sure. And she's now one of my closest friends. That's amazing. So that's... Um, just from three or four years ago. From yeah, the just from... Shout out to Becca. But, um, wow. but yeah, no, so that was a really a good story. But, Are you um, the only administrator still, or do you have um, other people? I, uh, the technical answer to that is no, because when you're looking at all these um, pages, like behind the scenes on the admin view, there's this one button. It says leave group. And I always say, like, I hope my hands don't shake and I press that button and then everybody's on their own. Seriously. So I just maybe a month or two ago, I made a friend's uh, co-admin, but nobody really knows she's co-admin. 
Okay. By, by the way, just to let you know, I yeah. think if you do hit that yeah. button, yeah. it doesn't work right away. Oh, it doesn't? Meaning, and a field pops up and okay. may ask you to, re- to verify or reconfirm. Like, are you sure you so, want okay. to? Yeah. Especially, no, especially okay. if you're the administrator. Okay. They don't, they, it doesn't allow you to, the okay. administrator to, to leave the group. Okay. So just uh, let Thank me. you. Thank okay. you. I hope that makes you feel better. It does make you feel better. How do you keep the shtetl sustained? I get it. COVID was, of course, everyone was online. But how do you sustain it? I mean, how, or how is it sustained? You know, because I think people, I, I don't have to do so much other than determine who gets in. I think people want to connect. I, I don't want to, you know, I, I think I can't state this word enough. People want to connect to their community members. People want to connect to their peers. People want help. People want to be helped. Um, so I'm not sustaining it. I think the, commu- the community is sustaining it. And I think I, I'm not going to underestimate that I said no fighting, no social media, baloney here. Like, this is just going to be niceness you know so 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 i think that factor and that that's what people really want it's just interesting you see so much fighting on social media i found that people don't want that nobody nobody's like why can't we comment about this nobody cares like go do it at your shabbos table if you want to fight like don't do it here one thing that's also like i don't know if this is a home truth about the west side or like just maybe something that was like my impression about the west side but there because it is a slightly more transient community and slightly more of a magnet for singles mm-hmm. there are sort of unique situations that people get into um such as um like a, an issue that i actually got very heavily involved with when i was a member of oz i was actually on the board of oz for like the last year i was there uh but um we started an organization called oz open homes i don't know if you remember i do remember. and i actually it's funny I would have, I I don't usually talk about it, and I kind of even, like, it's been literally 15 years, but this past Shabbos, I ran into Rabbi David Walensky, that's what, what I was saying to you as we before we started recording, and he was the assistant rabbi at OZ while I was there, and was actually the Masada Kedushin at our wedding, um, and he was like, OZ open homes! I remember, it was so, and one of the, like, the things that disappointed me when I left was that I, I mean, Jason Lowe actually did continue on and made an like a some sort of West Side Oneg program that where like every single like anyone who's single and or not single who wants a place to go after Shabbat dinner should have like some social time right. like and so he he had like a floating right. thing sometimes it was like in his apartment always sometimes it was somewhere else but like there is sort of this there's a strong need to connect and there's a strong need to have like shabbat meal like coordination and like i just remember every week on the west side it was like okay who's cooking where are we going like what's happening who's visiting from out of town does anyone need a whatever like people like people were constantly saying i need a couch or i need a whatever and i like we know that this happens and the the transients can be a positive and it can also be like a a difficulty and I think one of the nice things that you did was you turned it into like a collaborative effort and like everyone's on the same team yeah that's beautiful yeah no that's what I like to think and I think also a lot of the people who are more transient a lot of you know I ask these questions to be admitted to the group and one of them is like where do you go to shul not necessarily that you have to go to shul but I just want to know that you're familiar with the concept of a shul maybe (laughs) um and they say and they say I don't really know you know I don't really know and I and I said that wasn't you know growing up 
you know, you know where to go, you know the options, you know who the players are, you know, and to say I don't know, and I don't know which rabbi to turn to, I said there's like some type, something missing here, so that's mm. why I'm also trying to further this whole platform and sort of get people's faces out there a little bit. Do you guys also, do you allow events to be announced and things yeah. like that as well? So yeah. people announce like if they're having like, yeah. like a guest speaker at a shul or yeah, whatever. Yeah, 100%. And you know, on that note, you're saying how fascinating, it, or how maybe the West Side is a place that can be looked at for interesting things. And I was saying earlier, we had Rabbi, you know, I walked into shul, I didn't look at the bulletin, sorry, before I am, but uh, Rabbi Dr. David Flato was speaking on judicial reform after after we finished davening. And, and to be able to be lucky enough to walk into a shul and just get the synopsis from somebody so established and such a powerful speaker, speaker, you know, I live in a pretty amazing place. And I think I think it's it's a very admirable thing you're trying to do, like, to, I know you don't like the word, but to bring more, to link, but to bring more connections and awareness to these communities in our world. Like, some, I have a lot of family in Atlanta, and I used to go down every pace off pre-COVID. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm fascinated at, looking at different communities and thinking how can we all like work together you know how can we all work together so i think it's great that you're that you're you know you have been and you will continue to be broadening and hopefully focused on the west side which is a great place to be okay so you hear you heard it here first we're looking <laughs> for a west side correspondent for the jewish link yeah we want we want these great events to be covered. And I'm gonna I'm gonna take your words to heart. Also, we we definitely need to do better. Uh, I, I'm just reminded how unique the West Side community it is. Really is. Yeah. It really it, is because I don't think there's any community like it. You have right. people who've been Correct. there for uh, forever, 40, 50 years. Right. Um, th- you know, and it's and it's really across the spectrum. Yeah. You you have modern Orthodox. You have you have your Stiebel. You have your uh, Prager. West End is the Stiebel. Yeah, I, you know, I'm saying you have you have the, that grouping there that have been there, raised their families there. Yep. Uh, and then you have all these young. Probably, you know, more modern Orthodox, you know, yep. 20-somethings, 30-somethings yep. who are there for, you know, short amount of time. I'm just like the, the meshing of the two. I always definitely, it's interesting. Like, it's, uh, I, I never lived there. I only, I did the Heights only. So. Okay. And, of course, Zabar's yeah. as, and all the great shopping, which some of it is still there. Uh, and there's a... Zabar's is, of course, still there. Zabar's, Zabar's you can't. It's Fairway. like too many institutions. Fairway. Yeah, but now Trader, I'm, Joe's, Trader Joe's is a little big. out of control, though. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. If if it were up to me, I would like leave the I would leave the shuttle to go to Trader yeah. Joe's, like in a quiet place. <laughs> yeah. By I the don't way, want to stand in line. At by the way, so my 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 family history. We're very musical. Um, so my my paternal grandfather was a soloist in Yasla Rosemass Choir, mm-hmm. and my maternal grandfather was a chazan, and my parents have great voices. My mother, may she rest in peace, had a beautiful voice, but um, my uncle was a chazan at Breuer's, if you ever attended for many, many yes, years. Yes, of course. Yes. Mr. Falk, I remember. Uh, no, 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 not Mr. Mr. Falk. No? <laughs> Sorry. Well, you said paternal. <laughs> that's a leading question. You said paternal. Um, no, that's my paternal grandfather, but my uncle, um, Kenner. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. my uncle. So mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. And in Atlanta, that's also interesting. Are you, are you related to Jonathan Field? Uh, no, but he is my allergist, which I can say because oh. I can violate my own HIPAA. <laughs> we cannot do HIPAA violation. I can violate my own. Yeah. Actually, Jonathan was in the paper, Dr. Jonathan Field, yeah. allergist at what, Mount Sinai? Or like, maybe in private yeah. practice. Yeah. But yeah. He, was, he is one of the OZ early morning Sunrise Minion guys. Yeah. So he's, we did feature him when they, when they had their... I think they were yeah, honored at yeah, OZ. Yeah, no, he knows my family because my uncle is very, he's, he's a retired rear 
admiral. He'd probably kill me if I said this, but I think we once got a letter from, he's going to kill me, but he once got a letter from Rabbi Lamb saying he was the highest ranking Orthodox person. I think it's in the Navy. He's a retired wow. admiral, but he will kill me. Mm. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> but like we're very, we're very, we're, see you? we're, no. we're very proud of okay. him. But, um, That's so cool. but Atlanta's also in that, you know, there's, there's Emory, there's CDC, and Atlanta's a fascinating community. There are so many different communities of incredible interest in this I think, I think I think your community is, is really unique. I think even more unique than or, or the, the, than Atlanta. It's just yeah. it's a, the Manhattan's a, a unique entity. There are you know there are communities like Atlanta that are I could see replicas similar in other cities, yeah. but the West Side is unique. And like the, unique. just the amount of the educational level of the average person who yeah. lives there. They're most most often they're a, they're a lawyer. Right. They're they're or they work on Wall Street right. or they work right. in like you know one of these huge corporations in you know in their national headquarters right. and these are people who really are of consequence and you know if you can make it there you can make it anywhere. right right and the other thing you were saying before like you know like the Kira, or it sounds like it's a key organization i don't i'm not purporting to run any type of cure of effort at all but manhattan is so diverse mm-hmm. that you know we get people who want to join join the shtetl who you know aren't affiliated who are jewish and not affiliated and want to have more affiliation so that's actually really Really, you know, to me, it's really special. Um, and I you think, send them straight to MGE. Send right, them straight to Mark that's right, that's right. Who is a who's a regular writer in our paper as that's well? That's right. That's yeah. right. So, um, so it's like you said, it's incredibly diverse. Um, How's Aish doing there as well? Is Aish still on? It's not on 80th Street anymore. I or, do not uh, think so. Oh, okay, they, maybe they. That moved. sounds familiar. Okay, um, they were. I, so actually, Jen Hoffer came here from. She used to work at Aish on the West Side. I mean, again, don't, you know, JC, yeah. somebody oh. confirm that, you know, but in so far as I know. Yeah, well, we've been talking all about the shtetl, but I actually, I don't know you, so let me hear about okay. the Judy folk who's not a, just a, a shtetl. Well, clearly you do know me because my written name, everybody, it's Judith all over the place and you're calling me Judy. So we've made, we've made friends quickly because I go by Judy. So, so, so. I was even aware. So, um, so like I said, I grew up in West Hempstead. I went to Stern. I worked for a bit, and then I became a lawyer. So I was a lawyer at a, you know, a, a firm, <laughs> and um, and was very 9/11 oriented for many years. And then I went to Bloomberg, and now I have a different day job as an attorney. Um, and yeah, that's the that's pretty much the Judy Falk, and I'm. And I'm trying my best to make helpful connections in this world because I see, I keep seeing like Judge Judy on Instagram. And she says, if you don't, you know, establish what you want to do in your 20s, you can do it in your 30s. If not in your 30s, you can do it in 40s. She goes on and on. And I think like I found my voice during COVID, which I'm, I'm really proud of myself. Tell me about the new uh, Instagram. Uh, yeah. Yes. So the new Instagram is on, is at. What's the handle? Yeah. Uh, well, it's much it's like, to everybody's surprise. It's at Upper West Side Shtetl. Um, not, not because, right. There's no, there's no everyone. Yet. <laughs> because but it's two S's. Do you, no, it's, it's actually written out. Upper West Side Shtetl. Oh, oh, upper, oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. Upper, upper West Side Shtetl. Got it. U-P-P-E-R, blah, 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 blah. So Instagram's a um, totally different medium. Like so a, it's a totally, a totally different me- medium. In fact, I actually, um, you know, what was very interesting, and I did not join Instagram during the pandemic. I said, I do not need any more social media outlets. I don't think it's so healthy. But a few months ago, I said, you know what? I want to try to expand this platform. What was very interesting on Yom HaShoah, I found, is um, a lot of people were po- 
posting their very moving family stories mm-hmm. in a way that wasn't done on on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And that was really, you know, everybody says social media is so bad, and I get it. It's not good in many, many, many respects. I understand it. But to see everybody's posts of their family stories was so moving. And I didn't want to. I said, you know what? I'm going to post my grandmother's story, who had a beautiful story, who I will say. Um, she came over to this country before World War One. Well, backtrack, my grandmother came over because the life wasn't good in Poland. And she left her husband and children, most of her children there. And she said, I'm going to America. Um, she went on a boat. She realized she was pregnant with my grandmother on the way over. Miraculously, my grandmother is now an American citizen because she was ultimately born in this country. Years later, they went back to Poland because my great-grandfather and the other children did not follow them to America because what's in America, you know? Um, So then when it was getting closer to the Second World War, my grandmother was able to come back here on her own because she was a citizen. Um, So I posted that. um, But that's something really interesting about about the way Yom HaShoah was reflected on Instagram that was not in any other place, especially with all the anti-Semitism going on. They're trying to show, like, look, this happened to you, to you, to you, to you. So it was very moving. But my platform is, to to just take it back to your original question, my platform at Upper West Side Shtetl is just going to be to establish more connections. You know, I don't know if, you know, I don't need the world to join me or follow me. I think you make your your impacts on your community. So I'm hoping my whole community will follow me. And I'm starting to introduce people. I have another one coming up this week, an interview of somebody very exciting. Um, but I'm starting to introduce people to some of the players on the West Side. Like, let everybody know who everybody is. And after I make my rounds with some shuls, there are also, you know, people like me who have such interesting, well, I don't want to my own horn here, not, not like me, but like there are such people who have are so academic and they've established themselves, who established themselves in different interesting businesses, you know, and and let us all know each other and collect, collect a little bit more and see how we can help each other in whatever field it is, you know. Um, you know, I don't want to forget anybody. I was in shul last week and I was talking to a woman. She was she was elderly and she said, my life has totally changed after COVID. It's not like necessarily that COVID people, I, I understand and recognize people are still observing COVID requirements. I think a lot of people are not anymore at this stage. But she said, my life has changed. Like we used to go out for lunch every every day, you know, my friends, and and now that's stopped. Like people people need to connect. I guess that's another really good point. After COVID, things flipped a little. Like people have not, a lot of people, the shuls, davenings, the minyanim are not as full as they used to be. Um, it's definitely something shuls feel. I know it. Um, people's habits change. People, you know, you sleep late or whatever it is. You know, people's habits change. Not only with shul going with a lot of things. You know, there are less. I think there are less social events in a lot of different ways. Um, and I, I think life has changed, and we have to sort of catch up and try and figure out how to revamp things for those people who have gotten a little left behind. Um, you know. Yeah. I agree with that. No, that's not. It's interesting because the West Side is a little more crowded, a little more dense. Uh, I never really thought about it because I think I think outside of we've we've seen a return to like. I'd say events and things like that. But events, maybe. Shabbos invitations have returned, but but also like when when your social group is limited to begin with, or uh, in some some people are immunocompromised, as you know, those returns have been tougher. And if if you don't have that show up in shul moment, sometimes your your whole day. It affects the whole day. Like if you can't, if you don't, 
if you're not going to shul or if you feel like masking in shul is necessary still or whatever, it's just tougher, you know, and people, people, I think a lot of people have lost, I mean, we, we all lost a lot, like people died, as you know, uh, and for some life will never be the same. And also there are unfortunately people who suffer with long COVID whose, whose lives have been uh, inexorably changed. But, all, but it just behooves us all to sort of think about yeah. those individuals and make sure that they get an invite if they want it. Right. Or just a, hey, do you, like, call and call them right. up and see if they, right. you know, want to chat or right. see see a, I don't know, right. see right. if there's something that you could do for them. So, no, they, you know, every, every bracket suffered during COVID, uh, you know, in my opinion. You know, I know they say younger children had you know, developmental issues. And, oh, yeah. And I, I think there's no one who didn't struggle. And I guess if there would be, like, one message that I would say is, like, how can you connect with someone else to help them a little bit because everybody is struggling, particularly after COVID, you yeah. know? Um, so, you know, it's a small world, word, but it's a big impact, I think. Yeah. I, feel, I just feel like there have, has to be, like, more Judy in our paper generally and more West Side. No, and like, like I, thought, I think, think you're generally an inspiring person yeah. and a connector. I don't like I to do this great. online, but uh, on air, but, but uh, should we offer a job? <laughs> <laughs> she said she would. I'll get my I'll get my business manager. Maybe I'll write something for like, an evening event. Do you like to write? Um, that was <laughs> that was my major in what in in college. I didn't even know that. Sorry if I shouted and broke the microphone. I but, did not um, know that. Yeah. No, but the... I'm not the, saying, like, I like I know you, like, yeah. the, the... But I assumed you were a pre-law or something. But, yeah, okay, no. I was a... It's called a shape major in Stern. I don't know if they still have that. It's, like, you put together your own major. Okay. So I put it together with writing. Um, I think it was journalism, even. Who remembers? <laughs> oh Who my remembers? God. This is great. You heard, you heard it here, guys. Okay, we're gonna, we're going. Okay, so I know you have a day job, but we would really love to see your byline in the Jewish Fantastic. Wait, what's a typical job is for you though? Just so. Um, you know, thank God I've been there a long time, and I have a lot of friends. So, um, you know, we're usually. You know, shift. I probably much like here. You know, Do you everybody host makes. A lot? Yeah, host? I host a lot. Um. I recently moved into a new lovely apartment, so I like to host in it. Um, yeah, I host, my friends host. You know, I'm not going to lie, and I think this is for any person who's alone. Like, you're very grateful when you get an invitation, though, you know, because it's not only, I know families struggle with putting meals together, meal after meal after meal. I think when you're single, you know, you first have to say, who am I eating with? And then you say, then let me cook and let me, you know, so it's a two-step kind of thing. So you're, I'm always grateful when I get an invitation. I, I am really grateful from, from anybody in the community. Um, and, and, and uh, yeah, I guess I'm thinking about what to say next. I think, how do I phrase this? I think, um, I think people have to think about that. Like when people are alone, Shabbos is a hard thing. Yeah. Um, I think... I think people have to think about it a little bit more. Like, I'm with my family. I may be struggling, but, like, there are people who are alone. Can I maybe just have them over and would it not, you know, not too much effort? Like, maybe you could really change someone's day. Um, so I do. I mean, I have my friends. I have my – I have a big support system, and I feel very grateful and lucky. I've, thank God, always had great friends. But I do think, like, our entire community maybe could think about it a little bit more. Um, yeah. Also, I, I also might add that this may be completely off topic, but in recent years, TNEC has made a push to try to get um, more um, like 
single apartments or like one or two bedroom or even three bedroom apartments for people who might want to live in Teaneck. I'm not I'm not right. making a push for you to move right. because obviously you just bought your place. <laughs> but there is a singles community right. here right. in Teaneck yeah. as well. And right. it might behoove us to connect those two communities a little more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have a, like two or three big apartment complexes where singles live, you know, at this point. Yeah. And you know, getting them together. Might that be was a always the, idea. that was always the problem with this area is that we just didn't have enough apartments. Right. So. Right. A lot of single right. family homes. And, and and if you're and if you're by yourself, like who wants to be in a three or four bedroom apartment? Oh, right. you can't. Right. You can't. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. A hundred percent. Okay. 100%. We are getting the wrap it up sign, but and I feel like I could talk to you for like two more hours about the West Side. But thanks for being here. Thanks, thanks for making for the trek. Me. Thanks for having yeah. me, and um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing more coverage of the West Side. I think that's a great idea. I think it's a fantastic community. Yeah, it is. Thanks for being with us on the Jewish Link Pitch Meeting podcast. If you would like to participate or be in touch with us in any way, please email us at editor at jewishlink.news and follow us and find our podcast wherever you find podcasts.